0: Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today on Honest Talk about adoption and abortion. Today is the third and final episode about um, the interview that myself and my birth son, Zach, did, where we talk a little bit about uh, the letters that his parents wrote me that were fielded by the adoption agency, his ideas about his bio father, and um, some various other stuff. I hope you enjoy it. I want to really clarify that the reason we're doing this is to share stories so that people who are having similar experiences out there will know that they're not alone. People whose daughters are facing unplanned pregnancies, people whose partners are pregnant and they're not quite sure what they want to do. We just want to offer up these stories as part of a conversation about families, and life, and decisions.
1: When did you know, did they always tell you you were adopted?
2: Yeah, they did. Well, they say they did. I don't necessarily remember, but mm-hmm. when I was 10-ish, I was rummaging around in the basement or something, and I found, I actually found the adoption papers. Oh. And so I went up and I asked about it, and that's when it became real to me. 'Cause I'm sure that they told me before that there's a thing where I was talking to mom and you know, she was telling me about it. But like she I think she wrote it in a letter to Karen that I still have.
0: That's not the letters.
2: Yes, the letters, that's a whole nother thing. Anyways, and so it was just that's when it became real when I was ten ish. Mm-hmm. And I found the papers because somehow suddenly it's on paper, so it's real. Yeah. Well, it's definitive, for, yeah. I mean, it's not,
0: yeah, it's tangible. And his mom showed me something like your grandma was babysitting you, yeah. Yeah. and he she went into his room, and he was sitting on his bed crying, and he was like four, and, and she said, why are you crying? And he said, I have a mother out there somewhere that loves me, my God. <laughs> That's the story. Yeah. Wow, so intense. The letters can yeah.
2: speak to that, too. Yeah,
0: yeah so. Wow. <laughs> I have no words. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And the funny thing is, like, his younger brother used to ask me if he had a brother when he was, like, three or four years old. Oh, yeah. He'd ask me, he'd say, Mom, do I have a brother? And I was like, well, what would make you think? <laughs> yeah. That? <laughs> <laughs> Turn that back on you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's turn that around so I don't have to answer it (laughs) Uh because, yeah, complicated. Yeah. So. Dad.
1: Biological dad. Yeah. What about that? (laughs) Talk about it, don't talk about it. I'm just bringing it up. My
2: thinking at the time was, you know, if he. How did I word it? If it mattered, he'd still be around one way or another mm-hmm. and i'd connect to her and then i would end up finding him because he'd still be kind of around one way or another
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: you know and so it's never really been for some reason it's never really been that important to me it was her that was important to me I him. it's i don't know it's weird because i don't want to say like i already have a dad but you know i didn't really figure if, he, if it mattered, he'd still be there, and
0: if not, not. Hmm. Yeah, and I've told him, I said, you know, if you, I'm not offended if you wanna go find your biological dad and like connect with him, like that's cool with me, whatever, but
1: yeah. Is it? Yeah, it yes. is, it's fine. How um, much was he involved in this?
0: How much was he yeah, involved? Yeah, tell the story oh, that gosh. you told me. His dad was my second boyfriend we met in kansas city i was working at a pizza place at the time or something used to come into the pizza place um we started seeing each other and then i was sneaking around and going to his house and my parents found out and they called me out on the porch like a sunny afternoon and they're like we know you've been sneaking around seeing this boy and you're grounded and you can't you think it's so. Cool. Oh, totally
1: throwing you at him. Oh,
0: oh. Yeah. Yeah, like completely <laughs> throwing me at him, right? You think it's. You'd never make it out there. It's not easy. Out there. It's not like you think, and blah, blah, blah. This whole, like, <sighs> thing. And so mm. I was grounded, right? And then my mom had just gone back to work as a nurse. And so I was. It was summertime. I was, like, alone in the house. and nothing was happening so like he'd come over and pick me up and go back to his house so they found out right and so then I talked to him on the phone he's like we gotta leave we gotta get out of here and I'm like okay so we packed like my mom went to work I grabbed a bunch of stuff we threw it in the car we drove out to Colorado so I ran away from home okay wow and it was the summer of junior year and we I stayed out here for like four or five months and then the cops found me. They put me into juvie like a criminal. Yeah, they like handcuffed me and took me in, and oh yeah, it was, in, it was intense. And so... I hate that part of the story. Oh, I know, it's a terrible part. There's worse, but I'm not gonna get into the detail. Um, anyhow, so I was in juvie in Boulder in 1980. 1986 yeah and um or 87 and would be likely no i don't know yeah i think you're right i think it's early 87 um and my dad got on the phone and he's like he's like we just miss you we want you to come back home i'm like okay daddy i'll come home so i came home so his dad like gathered up all his stuff went back to kansas city and then we still started seeing each other you would think by this time that i would know maybe I should well I don't know it's like a teenage thing yeah, yeah. that's true we so, all know this mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, so yeah I was still seeing him and then I, so I found out I was pregnant you know after after a while I was like oh shoot I, you know I had haven't, I had haven't a really long time and so I went I, I got a test and I was pregnant I was like oh shit so I went over to his house to talk to him and I'm like okay so, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pregnant, and he's like, "Oh, what are you gonna do?" And I'm like, "I don't really know." And he's like, "Well, you better not call me anymore because I don't want my parents to find out." How and was he he was a year older than me, so he was like eighteen or nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was pretty crushing oh, to be like really abandoned like that. You know so so yeah m- and my mom had been a big anti-abortion activist in the 70s so mm. she, they were like okay you know like we don't want to take care of another kid but if you want to have this kid you know like and get up for adoption we respect that which was you know which was really great so like I lived in their house you know everything she she, I had a C-section. She, like, came into the operating room with me mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, you know, it was, it was very intense for all of us. And, and, you know, in reuniting with Zach, like, all of that stuff got reignited again. Oh, my God. I... Oh, yeah. It all got reignited again. And, and, and as an adult, I really had this, this epiphany of, like, how hard it must have been for them. Because for me, it was really fucking hard for me. I had no space to think about how it was for them or for anybody else, you know. But as an adult, I was like, oh my God, that's so intense to, like, watch your child go through that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, so. Are your parents still around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and did, they, they, did they came they think in, about this? They, oh, it was hard. Like I said, it was hard. It brought up a lot of stuff. Like, when I first told them that, he had showed up my mom was
1: like what does he want which is a protective mom response to you quite frankly
2: and is a common uh, thing that I've heard in the stories yeah oh interesting
1: I guess so no offense but no uh, it's a reasonable assumption and a protective parent with yeah. Who continues yeah. to be the parent would and, do that. Yeah. yeah, and so it
0: was difficult because he was going to be here for Christmas, and they always come for Christmas. And I'm like, okay, we're all meeting at Christmas. And, and whoa, it was uncomfortable. Like, once it happened, yeah. it was the anticipation that was yeah, really... I was nice. going to say,
1: how long did it take when everyone was together? It wasn't long when everyone was together.
2: It was okay. Ten Pretty minutes. Quick. Yeah. Ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. But the two days leading up to it were, like, palpable. I can't yeah. even imagine. Yeah.
0: God. Yeah. So, I mean, now, they're, I mean, there's still a bit of awkwardness between you and them, I think. Yeah. Not a lot. No.
2: It's not any more than...
0: Any normal grandparents. Anymore? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but also, I, I guess I'm I'm stuck on this. We always protect our children no matter how old you are. And so you guys went through this thing together, you as the pregnant teen, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and they protected you and supported you and had their own feelings, and then you come back, an adult man, and they're trying to figure out where that goes and how that happens.
0: And plus when your grandchild, when your oldest grandchild shows up and he's nearly 30, you realize you're not, you're not 35 anymore. True.
1: Uh, That's a really good point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know that was big for my dad. Wow.
1: That's an interesting point.
0: Yeah, they're like, wow, he's a grown man.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Not like your other kids. Right. Where does Karen fit in your life?
0: Well,
2: she's my mom. She's also my mom. I just happen to be lucky enough to have two moms. Oh, that was a good one. And I really like saying that to people because they never know what to think. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that was another weird thing. When we reunited, a lot of people were like, well, did he have a falling out with his family? Yeah, like that was required or something? Like, yeah, like, which like one's his real family? That's People would say that too. Really? Me. Yeah, it was very oh. strange.
2: See, all these people that don't know how to react to something
0: like this. Well, it made me wonder about their family dynamics. Yeah. We've been talking about this nature versus nurture thing. I was going to bring that up, and actually. And, and we decided it was like... 80% nature. Yeah.
1: Well, did you see the pictures I sent you? Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh-huh, I know. It was so weird when he first started coming over because we'd sit across the table and talk to each other. I'd be like, oh my God, those are my eyeballs. They're in that guy's face. <laughs> <laughs> it was really wild. Yeah. Now I'm pretty much used to it. So, I mean, you know, and we decided we really wanted to, to tell as many people as possible about it because... Of just like you know, we went to this talk, and this woman wanted to reconnect with her birth mother, and, and she didn't. And she sent and all the email, <laughs> but in all the the you are stories, old school, man. I appreciate that. It's better.
2: Well, no, sorry, to interrupt you. Not I, always better, but in that
0: case, it was in correct. That case, yeah. But you know, like I feel like a lot of people hear these scary stories about reuniting with
1: your birth parent, and. Mm-hmm. There needs to be more inspiring stories out. There. So, nature versus nurture. Do you guys have the same facial expressions? <laughs> you do right now. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> I'm really sorry, but hello, people. They oh, just awesome. did this. That was awesome. You, you, you put your name on the adoption. I mean, on the birth versus- on the it, birth certificate. Yes. And so I
0: didn't. Apparently, I didn't put the his dad's name on the birth certificate. Versus- no. no, she didn't know. That seems fair
1: yeah I considering it that he was not helping yeah. right yeah. In, in any way and and yeah.
0: someone had told me that there at that time there was some kind of a thing where the birth father could contest oh that adoption
1: that was late 80s right yeah yeah. yeah
0: Yeah, i remember yeah. that and i think that's why i didn't do it because i had friends I yeah i also would do it besides that
1: that was smart. Do you think? Perhaps. Perhaps. If. So my my you know, hello. My my question is, how is it going to feel for you guys to move through the rest of your day? Fine. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I just mean you know because things come up and you talk about shit. Oh. Yeah, I don't
0: think it's it's things are not coming up like the only thing that intensively really comes up for me is like when his mom comes and visits him and then he's like specifically spending time with her not yeah. available to me <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not like i don't want him to have to have his life or anything but when i know that he's spending up I, I have there's a whole big jealousy thing that happens with me around that but that's the only thing that that makes it unable for me to like function in relation to dealing with anything around.
2: And I know you staying at their house was pretty intense.
0: Yeah, yeah. we went and stayed oh wow the night at their house <laughs> okay. and I stayed that in seems his old bedroom. Big Wow. It, I was a mess. Yeah. Yeah, no, I spent a lot of time
1: just crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Purging. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Huh. God. See that's the stuff that this um, our work together can like that's the stuff that people don't realize. They don't talk I mean, they don't so you go and spend the night at your in your son's room with his other pair. I mean, that's pretty big. Literally, yeah.
0: literally in the room I grew up in. Literally, with like pictures of him when he's oh a teenager god, playing a... guitar next to the creek. They and, have a shrine and, like, pictures of him Pictures of him like uncle. going <laughs> off to <laughs> the military and yeah. Oh my god, it just oh so Yeah, because it was like this—it was his life that I'd missed out on.
1: Mm-hmm. After you gave birth, and gave him away for the right reasons, did you get any support?
0: Oh well, no. Here's a lot of things. Um, that was really interesting to me to read the thing that I read about last week about grief and birth mothers, because they never talked, I got no kind of psychological support of any kind. They were like, okay, it's done. Move along with your life. And I realized that I've been, I'm still in stages of grief Mm -hmm. around what happened with that. Um, And then also there was some agreement through the adoption agency that his parents were supposed to send me a letter with a picture. Like every three years, three times so I was supposed to get it when he was three six and nine yeah and I got the first one and I got a picture of him which is really funny because we went to my parents house and he's like I've never been to a house before I've never gone to a house that I've never been to before and opened up a drawer and there's a picture there's of me him in the drawer. how yeah. weird
1: oh Barry. that's a really interesting point yeah
0: oh yeah, but they didn't I didn't get any more letters after mm-hmm. the first letter when he was 3. And I was like somewhere deep inside of me, I was really angry about mm-hmm. it. And I was like, "You know what? Like screw you guys. You get you get my child and then you forget about me?" Mm-hmm. You know? I was so angry about it. And then I found out later after we reunited that they had written all the letters and the adoption agency had never sent them to me.
2: Shit book and i still have copies of the letters in my apartment
0: so again like this whole miscommunication yeah. thing like that was that was rough for me and every once in a while i think of it i just put it out of my mind cuz it was like oh it made me so upset but i mean the the nice thing about them was is that i did get to choose the family that he Oh. ended up with. Totally. So they, I had certain, they, they were like, well, what are your requirements? And I'm like, okay, they have to make this much money a year. And this, like I had requirements oh, wow. and I wanted him to have a sibling. Mm-hmm. And so they, they gave me like three different letters that these families had written on, you know, this is our, this is a description of our family and this is why we want to welcome a child into our family and blah, 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 blah. So I chose them from the letters. Uh. So that helped me to feel like I had a hand in it.
1: What do you think? How does this feel?
0: I think it's really important, and I want to hear more. You know, when we came out and we started telling people the story, people would tell us the most profound stories about how abortion, adoption, miscarriages, etc., mm-hmm. had affected their relationships and their mm-hmm. lives and their families, and this is because once i shared that story people felt this openness about talking about it you
1: know and unscrewed a lid that needed to be totally mm-hmm.
0: unscrewed a lid and then a lot of them have shared amazing stories and i'm just i want there to be more dialogue about this kind
1: of thing mm-hmm. and as i have said 500 times to you mm-hmm. abortion and adoption are not mutual. They are griefs. And sadnesses, you know. Mm-hmm. God, I I
0: mean I don't know. Yeah, I mean I talked with several friends after I reunited with Zach who were like, you know, I had an abortion and like I'll never have the chance to reunite mm-hmm. with my child like you have. You know? I was like, Wow, that's so intense. I never knew I had the chance. But, you know, the possibility was there.
1: So. Well, you know, was it you that said, you know, you look out and you go, is that someone I know? Is that someone right. I know? Is that, could that be my niece? Could that be my, you know, or my, my yeah. son?
2: Or we my totally dog? could have ran into each other in Boulder. I mean, I was living in Broomfield. Yeah, so that's weird. Could have happened.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, like right after I gave him up for adoption, women would come into the store where I worked with babies and strollers and I'd be like, oh, it was really weird. And then after he showed up, like this guy that kind of looked like his biological dad was at the at the um, as a bank teller. And I went in and I was like, Oh my god, this is the first time I have not wondered if that bank teller might actually be my son. Wow. You know, because of the somewhat you know could be construed as a likeness. Hope you enjoyed our episode. I'm Karen Spees, and my co host is Carol Calkins. We're sponsored in part by the Argentum Institute, and we do have a Facebook page which you can find on Facebook. But most of our content is happening on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com/htadopt. It is a platform for creators. And we do a lot of blogging and picture posting there. Our theme music is a Creative Commons licensed piece entitled You is Love, Love is Love by a group called Mon Plaisir. Thanks for listening. See you next time.